We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. And welcome back to another episode of a Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host again this Thursday. And well, all I can really say right now is that we are one week, day, whatever you want to look at it, one week since the last time we've been on. We are one week closer to hopefully football. And I say that because, man, there's really not a whole lot to talk about. I guess the biggest news that we can bring up is that baseball is apparently back. Billionaires and millionaires have come together during this time of crisis to figure out how they can pay each other. So that's fantastic news. Uh, we get maybe actual sports, and that'll start if everything goes the way that they're looking at. Uh, at it'll start on July 24th which means we can all watch baseball for about four days and then training camp will start and then we can forget about the 60-game season. So, uh, yeah, there's some sporting news as far as football and the Packers go. Um, surprise, surprise, yet another week has passed during the summer and there's not a whole lot going on. So, um, with that, we decided today that, uh, and this was Maggie's idea and a little bit of Jacob's idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mostly Maggie. Mostly Maggie. Jacob mentioned the fact that baseball was back, and then Maggie took off and ran with that. So today, 
Uh, we are going to put together a baseball team. Yes, how exciting. A baseball, <laughs> a baseball team on a football podcast. We're going to put together a baseball team using nothing but the Packers' current roster. So, But mind you, before you shut us off and forget that this is happening, we're not doing a 25-man roster. We're just doing eight fielders, a pitcher, and because Jacob hates pitchers batting, we have to do a DH. So if you're an actual- As does any sensible human, but go on. Well, as a Packers podcast, I don't know how many of our listeners are Brewers fans, but that's National League there, and so they may disagree with you. But I don't know. I have no opinion one way or the other. So, uh, But yeah, so we're going to have eight fielders, a pitcher that makes nine fielders. I don't know the technicalities of baseball. Like, I've never considered the pitcher a fielder not, not important. Uh, and we'll have a DH as well. So we'll, we'll start in the infield. Actually, we'll start with the pitcher. Then we'll go around the infield. We'll do our outfield. And then we'll agree upon a DH. And that'll be your football, baseball, Packers, baseball crossover. Because, wow, if you can't tell, there's not a whole lot to discuss right now. So... With that, let's start. Um, so we'll start with the pitcher, and um, I would assume we're probably all on the same page here that that really goes to one person. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, I'm guessing, guys, Maggie, yep. Jacob, we all yeah, good with pretty, that? pretty easy. He yep. who throws. You were asking about a reliever earlier, though, so, I mean, there is some kind of nice symmetry there with Jordan Love, so... I guess if you wanted to do a reliever, that would have been who we picked. But yeah, the starter is definitely. Or maybe uh, if you're Andy, you'd pick Tim Boyle. I don't. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but I think we'd all go with the reliever of of uh, Jordan Love. But okay, so that was kind of the obvious one. I figured um, the rest of it. I don't necessarily know how it's going to translate because, as I pointed out to Maggie and Jacob, which by the way, we're not re- like we're kind of going for like both offense and defense, which is weird because in baseball, uh, you play both sides. In football, that's not necessarily true unless your name's Deion Sanders. Um, So we'll start with first base, and I'll be honest, guys, I have no nobody in mind for first base. Um, So, Maggie, anybody that you think of right now that comes to mind from this Packers roster that would be a good first baseman? Absolutely. And it's Jair Alexander because your first baseman should be athletic and be able to do the splits. And Jair Alexander does yoga and I'm pretty sure you can do the splits. So it's Jair. Okay. Jacob, any, any other thoughts? (laughs) Yeah. First baseman, I think like big sluggers like Mark McGuire and Jeff Bagwell and Jason Giambi and players like that, I guess. They do the splits, Jacob. Uh, some of them could, I don't know. I think McGuire could once upon a time, but, um, so with that in mind, I was thinking someone like, you know, Elton Jenkins or somebody like that, who's just like a mauler and a masher, just kind of stand up there and intimidate the crap out of people with his size and pure strength. Uh, that, that was my thought on, on a first baseman. Like Prince Fielder. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. Prince, uh, yeah. And Prince Fielder was like an inspiration for me that fat people could be athletes. So I appreciated that. Well, so the only thing I know about baseball, and trust me, I don't even know if this is like a real thing. This is like something I learned growing up, is that you, because of 
how you stand on the base, it was preferable to have a left-hander play first base for leadoffs and pickoffs. I have no idea if that's a thing. So that was really yeah. There's only... some truth to that. Okay, so it's not a complete like. Okay, uh, the only the only reason why I would disagree with Maggie is because I would think Jair would be somewhere in the outfield where he could utilize all that speed that he has. I feel like his speed would not be. Um, not that it doesn't, you know, doesn't mean it's wrong, but that would be the only thing I would think he'd be more useful in the outfield. But so, all right, so we have to come to a consensus here. So we've got someone like Elton Jenkins or Jair Alexander. And again, this is the guy that thinks, you know, just having a lefty at first base. So um, between the two of you, are you guys willing to compromise here? Where, where, are, we, where are we standing on first base here? They're very different people to compromise between. Yeah. Like you're, I mean, a compromise between the two of them would be like a linebacker. So, <laughs> Christian Kirksey. That's fine. It can be Christian Kirksey. All right. So, we give first base to the guy that's never played a down for the Packers, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to be good. So, I guess Christian Kirksey, is that where we're going with this? If we have to compromise between the two people we <laughs> named, I was more kidding. But, yeah, we can – we well, can go with well, Christian. Well, and... we don't have to compromise here. But I, I've got one person saying one thing and another person saying another. We can't have two first basemen. Nick, that's why no. you have to vote because oh, you're a third right. person. And oh, you yeah, can't just pick in the middle. That's called a tiebreaker. Yeah, it's called a tiebreaker. You know who You know who people in life hate? The, the tiebreaker guy. <laughs> well, then that's, that's a true. perfect role for you. So but I suppose. Um, I, I would lean more towards an Elton Jenkins just because I would put – Okay. <laughs> Just okay. because I would put J- someone like Jair with all of his speed in the outfield. But then again, this is also – you've picked a guy for the tiebreaker that knows very little about <laughs> baseball. So it would – it might be the equivalent of GM Frankie doing this, Jacob. So I don't like – Hey, listen. Frankie, when I was coaching baseball, helped me pick players for my team, and we won six out of seven league titles. So I think that went pretty well. All right. Well, I yeah, I don't have the same confidence that I would do the same thing. But all right. So Elton Jenkins, first base. All right. So second base then. Um, Maggie, your second baseman. I really only had Jair Alexander and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers pegged for this. So okay. Um, Jacob, do you have anybody you're thinking for second base? <laughs> yeah, I can help a little bit here. So when I was building teams, I like to build my team up the middle. So pitching, catching, second base, shortstop, and the outfield. And that up the middle defense, that double play combination, uh, those that have paid attention, I was a Yankees fan when I was a kid, so it was Jeter and Knobloch. Uh, recently they had LeMahieu and Gleyber Torres or players like that. So your second baseman, you're looking for a contact hitter, some guys that hit some singles, uh, maybe a couple extra base hits every now and again, and some really good defense. Now, I know this isn't a perfect comparison because he doesn't play defense, but that sounds to me quite a bit like Jamal Williams. It's somebody who's a grindy, gritty kind of player. Think back to some of the great second basemen that have played. You know, I mentioned Knobloch wasn't a great player, but that's somebody who comes to mind. DJ LeMay, who's one now that could have won the MVP a season ago. Uh, Ricky Weeks was a player kind of like that. He was a little more flashy than some of the other guys that I just mentioned, but I think that Jamal Williams having that ability, one, to move side to side and kind of do, you ask your second baseman to kind of do everything well, and if they do some things that are great, that's awesome, but it's just not a position where people do that a lot. So Jamal Williams is somebody like that to me. He's kind of good at everything, but not great at anything specifically. So a little love for Jay Swag Daddy here. He's great at being number one in my heart, Jacob. (laughs) I thought that was Z. 
Um, he's great at being number one in my heart on offense, Jacob. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was also going to say, where does Matt LaFleur fall into that? But that'll just be coaching then, <laughs> based on based on how Maggie described that. So, Yep. Okay. So, all right. So, we got Elton Jenkins at first, Jamal Williams at second. Uh, so, shortstop. Uh, so, shortstops that come to mind, obviously, Jacob, you mentioned Derek Jeter. Um, well, Jacob, we'll start back with you then, since you're the baseball savant here. I don't know if I'd call myself a savant, but... Well, comparatively I, to me, yes. I mean, I coached for 10 years, and my dad is like the smartest person I know when it comes to baseball, and he taught me everything. So I'm cheating. I definitely have a head start on you guys in terms of that. But the shortstop is the captain of basically your, well, really your entire team, but your infield defense directs traffic, which sounds a lot like Aaron Rodgers, but we already used him. So you want somebody with some range that can move side to side, make some plays uh, and, you know, hit his weight as well. So, I mean, I'm kind of stuck here. I think this is a good spot for Jair and I'll get to that in a little bit when I, when we talk about the outfield as well, but Alexander could be a good option here. And so could Devonte Adams because of his soft hands. And I think he would make a good double play combination with Jamal Williams. All right. Well, Maggie, between those two, if you had to pick Devante or Jair, we'll, we'll do it like this then. Uh, Maggie can be the tiebreaker since Jacob gave two options, and then I don't have to be that guy. I wasn't going to pick either of them, but oh, I will give it well, to Devante Adams. Well, Ma- well, oh, well, okay. So you're right. Let me let me back up here. You're right. So Maggie, who would you have picked then? I was going to pick Adrian Amos because he oh, is okay. very versatile. Box safety, can drop into free safety if necessary, um, kind of does it all. So he would have been my choice. But if I'm choosing between the two, I'll take Devontae Adams because I'll save Jair Spellfield. All right. And, Jacob, what do you think about Amos at, at shortstop? See, I was thinking about Amos in center field, too, for some of the same reasons. But I think Amos has a little bit less range than some of the other guys that we could talk about, like Alexander or Darnell Savage. So I actually kind of like the idea of Amos playing shortstop because with the shifts and everything like that, with the modern age and how everybody uses their defensive alignment, you have to be able to move those guys around. So the chess piece stuff that Maggie talked about, I think that would be useful as well. So I actually, I think she came up with a better idea. So I like Adrian Amos there as well. Plus his name is Smash. So, I mean, if his name is Smash, then he's got to be a good hitter too, right? All right. Well, there we go. So, Adrian Amos, it's short. Uh, All right, we'll just move around the rest of the infield here. So, third base. Um, Z. Maggie? (laughs) No, this makes sense because Mike Moustakis was my favorite player on the Brewers the last couple seasons, and he was a third baseman. So, if Jacob wants to give Z third base, then it would make sense for my favorite Packer to play or my favorite Brewer played. And, I mean, he's a powerhouse. He needed a pretty strong arm to play third base, so I'm cool with it. All right. Well, I, I'm I'm good with it because as we're building a roster here, he had to be on there somewhere, and outfield wasn't probably where we were going to put him. So we were running short on uh, <laughs> places to put him. So, all right, well, that was easy. Zadarius Smith at third. All right, so we'll – Come back around to catcher. Now, this is the one that I was thinking would maybe be the hardest, given that you want a strong arm and an accurate arm. I, I'm being told no. So, all right. <laughs> Apparently, Listen, see, again, this is this is my lack of knowledge here. So, Jacob, this seems pretty obvious. Yeah. 
It's very simple. So shout out to Owen Reese because he played center in the NFL or not in the NFL, excuse me. He played center in football just like I did. And I also played catcher. So the smartest, the most cerebral, the best players on the team play catcher. And yes, I told every single one of my catchers for the last 10 years. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. The smartest players play catcher. They control the I was saying if you played game. center, there's a low bar. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> wow. What has that's this fair. turned into? <laughs> but the catcher controls the entire game. So I think of that as who controls your protection schemes. Corey Lindsley, your guys a center. That makes sense to me. Somebody who maybe, maybe the arm isn't there. I've never seen Corey Lindsley throw, but I have a feeling he can block, which is part of being a catcher, even though it's a different kind of blocking, but defensive blocking matters on that. And he's smart and he controls the team's protection scheme. So I like Corey Lindsley for that spot. I thought that was relatively simple, but for the record, I'm 100% in agreement here that I was going to say Corey Lindsley too. So, Uh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Great. Well, that makes, that makes it. So we're two for the last two where it just easy, easy towns, Adarius Smith and now Corey Lindsley at catcher. All right. Well, now we're going to move to the outfield and this is where um, I, I don't know about you, Maggie. I can speak for me. I feel like Jacob knows this really well. I view, I know that you put certain, players in left center and right field depending on certain things but i am that just person that watches baseball that they're like oh yeah they're all the same they're they're interchangeable (laughs) even though i know that's not true so i just want to preface that by saying i don't know what skills you put where and why but i know that it's there so we'll start with left field and do either of you want to start for left field well, thankfully, we're not playing in the cardboard box that is Fenway Park, so we don't have that big stupid wall behind us that makes everything difficult and unnecessarily difficult. So there's my one dig that I'll make at the team in Boston. I'll leave the other New York team out because I've made enough jokes at Perry's expense. So I would I have to fight you there, to there, defend there, Perry's There's honor. multiple teams in New York? Well, there's one, the really good one that actually <laughs> wins, and then there's the nuisance in Queens, but that's about it. So... Uh, and I just broke my own promise. So there you have it. Thank you, Nick. Now I have to fight you. <laughs> That's okay. I don't I don't want to lose that fight. So we're just going to leave that be. But so left field is kind of like, so the best outfields I've seen assembled are the ones that kind of have three center fielders. Um, the The current Yankees team kind of has that. Aaron Judge played center field in, in college uh, and some in high school. Aaron Hicks and Brett Gardner both have played center field in New York. So those are some examples that you can use on that. Christian Yelich could probably play center field if he needed to in Milwaukee, for example. Um, Carlos Gomez, the center fielder can kind of play all three spots. So that's where your athleticism comes into play. So I think there are like three people pretty specifically that you could use here. Um, Devontae Adams is definitely one I think you could use in left field because you want the soft hands. The arm isn't as important depending on your ballpark. Uh, in left field just because it's kind of the shortest distance to home plate, which sounds strange, but it's true most of the time. Um, Again, depending on your park, but Adams is somebody who comes to mind for that um, because I'm trying to save center field with somebody with a little more range, but I think he could definitely make the plays from side to side and move quickly and find the angles on stuff because the corners of the outfield can get a little funky again, depending on which park you're at. All right, Maggie, do you have anyone in mind for left field? I kind of thought about somebody with a little bit of height in case they have to um, 
kind of protect the boundary, try and save some of those home runs. So I was thinking of Kevin King, even though I, he doesn't, he's, he doesn't have like the most height on the team. Then I thought of like MVS or EQ, if you want someone with some burner speed and height, but Kevin King was my initial thought, but I, I do like Jacob's, you know, description for why a guy like Devonte makes sense. All right. Well, so are we putting Devonte then in left field? Yeah. All yeah, right. I think that's fair. All right, so then we'll move to center field. So center field and Jacob, well, or Maggie, I guess I don't know much about anything of baseball. Uh, so, Jacob, start with you again. Center field, sure. your pick would be who? So center field is to outfield what shortstop is to infield. It's essentially the captain out there. So there's there's two different people that have kind of stuck in my head here, and I think Maggie might be thinking of the same group. Uh, but Darnell Savage obviously plays that center field role in Green Bay. That was one. And Jair Alexander was the other one because he has that range to cover from side to side uh, and that deep speed as well, which will definitely help run down some of those balls in the gap. So those are the two guys I'm kind of torn between on that. Uh, and they don't necessarily make for a great right fielder necessarily. Um, but that doesn't mean that we can't put either one of them there either. But those are the two guys I had in mind for the center field spot. All right, Maggie, looks like you agree with that. I don't like agreeing with Jacob this much. It makes me feel dirty, but yes, I, those were the exact same two people that I had in mind for center field. All right, well then we, we can only have one center fielder. So You have to pick one is what that I, means. I have to pick one then. Okay, <laughs> all right, great. Um. There's a clear choice, so let's see if he picks it. There's a, there's a clear, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a clear choice, but we have two good options. Um, well, since I look more as Darnell Savage as an actual like center field role in football than Jair Alexander, I personally would put Savage back there. But I think you got again, my little baseball knowledge can't go wrong either way. But why don't we go ahead and put Savage back there and? Uh, he can be, Plus, can you imagine the marketability of a center fielder named Savage? Like, Can you imagine the marketability of a safety in football named Savage? <laughs> well, I mean, it works out perfectly then, doesn't it? It does. All right. Well, that just leaves right field. Um, so, Maggie, I'll start with you this time. Do you have anybody in mind specifically for right field? I don't know. Like, Alan Lazard, to me, feels like he could be pretty good at right field. And then... I want Darnell or I want Jair Alexander on my second, like in my outfield somewhere. So, but I don't know if right field would have been like his ideal fit. So those would be the two names off the top of my head, but I'm curious to see who Jacob thinks. I'm basing this entirely on Alan Lazard kind of has the same facial hair and haircut that Aaron judge has. So oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) I can base it entirely on that. I was thinking about Kevin King because he has that long arms and the ability to rob a home run. Take him at left. Okay. Um, Yeah, I like that. But but I also like the ability of so if we have an outfield of Devante and Savage and Jair, nothing is hitting the ground. Like I'm very confident they're going to catch everything. The only thing I worry about is if Jair Alexander has problems catching fly balls, like he sometimes does interceptions, which is like the only thing separating him from being an all pro level player is catching an interception every now and again. So I think the overall, like I said, the marketability and the swagger of having Savage and Alexander in the outfield is too much for me to pass on. So 
I, I and I think that putting him as like our DH to make sure he's on the roster would be a waste of his position and his uh, abilities. So I'm going to take Jair Alexander as my right fielder. All right, Maggie, you good with Alexander? Well, sorry. Yes. Yes, Maggie is good with Alexander <laughs> in right field. So, all right. Well, then that just leads us to uh, Jacob's favorite position in baseball, the designated now, hitter. Now, calm down. <laughs> it's not my favorite position. It's just not a, a pitcher that has a – it, that has no sense of hitting. So yes, go on. <laughs> okay, Jacob. Jacob likes hit, uh, pitchers hitting as much as he likes kickers and punters in general. Less, <laughs> less. I would rather watch a field goal kicking competition than watch pitchers bat. All right, fair enough. Um, all right, so designated hitter. So literally in the name, their job is to hit the ball. Um, so we can base it on power. You can base it on well many different things. I would assume speed just getting on base. So I guess really it depends on what we're looking for within our lineup. And, well, do we want to go through quickly everybody that we have and see what what we would maybe need, whether it's power, speed, contact? Do you guys want to do that, or do you guys just have people in mind that you're already thinking of that you want on the roster? See, I thought of Adrian Amos because the name Smash is perfect for DH, but then we put him at shortstop. So that kind of ruins that part, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. The perfect designated hitter of all time would have been Richard Rogers, but he's not here anymore. So we have to, I have to move on from that and accept that. What, what about, what about Jake Kumaro? Why? I, I, I got, I got absolute crickets for that. I had to just throw it in there. I'm yeah. trying to, cause like I'm thinking of designated hitters and like team history. So Cecil Fielder, uh, Prince Fielder, the dude from Boston whose name I won't say. David Ortiz. Um, yeah, that guy. Edgar Martinez. Um, I'm just trying to think of some of it because, like, now a lot of teams – Giancarlo Stanton is a DH. Um, that's kind of how teams are using that role. But a lot of them use it as, like, half-day off kind of stuff. To me, I'm thinking, like – I was trying to think, is there somebody on the team that has, like, one of those famous hits? Like, I remember, you know, ha Clinton Dix had one where he almost – decapitated a Chiefs wide receiver on a Monday night game years ago, and then he got called for a penalty. But the Packers don't really have anybody like that in the secondary at the moment. You know, you kind of think of that hard-hitting Calvin Pryor-type safety or somebody like that. The Pack, And we've already used their safeties, and the Packers don't really have somebody like that. The name that's sticking out to me is like Preston Smith because his size and strength abilities, he does hit quarterbacks. They just don't have that highlight reel like, smash the quarterback kind of play. Plus, I mean, if we have Z, then you kind of have to have Preston, don't you? Yeah, I like Preston. The other name I thought of was Jace Sternberger because a tight end is one of those bigger-bodied. Jace, I know he doesn't have, like, highlight reels yet, but he almost got his freaking face ripped off in the Seattle game and kept on trucking, and I can't wait to see what he does now in his second season, so – I wanted to give Big Dog some love, but I don't know if I would necessarily want him running the bases for me, oh, even though Big Dog is an <laughs> awesome first baseman. So, I can't believe I didn't think of that. We can oh, always bummer. go back and make edits. That's the nice thing about this. <laughs> yeah, that's a great name for a first baseman too, because you had like Fred McGriff played there. He was the crime dog. Like, I mean, it kind of fits in with that kind of symmetry. So that would be kind of cool, but we'll only make that change if it gets uh, to that point. All right. Well, 
DH, do we have do we have a consensus? I'll be honest, the two that I was honestly thinking of was Preston and Sternberg. So oh, I thought you were going to say Jake Kumaro and Mason Crosby. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no kicking in baseball. So where's J.K. Scott? He's again. There's no kicking in baseball. <laughs> like they're like at the risk of sounding mean. They they seem kind of useless. Their skills in football like don't translate to baseball. Um, but. Um, Back, back to the actual designated hitter <laughs> role here. Um, so it looks like Preston or or Sternberg. So who do you guys want to go with? I like Preston Smith, and I love Jay Sternberger coming out of college, but there's just a little bit more there. And then, I mean, if you really think about it too, like your DHs in, in the American League are guys kind of like I mentioned earlier. Some of maybe the older guys. Well, this year it's in both leagues because baseball, an unintended – right decision that they made by putting their season together as universal DH. So guys like Ryan Braun that can't play the field anymore can just mash in that lineup. So older guys, not that Preston's old, but an older guy that can still hit a little bit. Whereas Sternberger would have been like a young up and comer. He'd be like one of our first guys off the bench kind of people to play in like left field or something like that. All right. Well, there we have it then. So I'll give you guys one last quick run through. So Aaron Rodgers is your pitcher. All right, and last chance here, first base. We have Elton Jenkins. Do we want to move Mercedes Lewis into that first base role and have him there instead of Elton Jenkins? Maggie's face says yes, and I kind of feel that way too. I mean, it was Jacob's decision. Well, it was Nick's decision because he broke the tie. But Mercedes Lewis makes big target, strong hands, yeah, let's take Mercedes with us. Um, a little more of an offensive player than an offensive lineman. Yep. All right. I'm well, good with it. All right. So we've made that change. So pitcher Aaron Rodgers, first base, Mercedes Lewis. Our second baseman, Jamal Williams. Shortstop, Adrian Amos. Third base, Zadarius Smith. Our catcher is Corey Lindsley. Left field is Devontae Adams. Center field is Darnell Savage. Right field is Jair Alexander. And Preston Smith is your designated hitter. Now, with that as a lineup, how many games of a 60-game schedule are they winning? 45. They're winning the World Series. And the World Series. <laughs> yeah. well, the- Depends. Are, are we, do we have a signed decoder in the outfield, and are we banging on trash cans? Or is that just an Astros thing? Uh, I've hit all the teams to throw shade at. If it hasn't been very obvious by now, Jacob's a major Yankees fan. <laughs> And Jake, I'm proud of it, damn it. J- Jacob, I think, tweets about two things from what I could tell last year. He tweeted about the Packers, and he tweeted about the Yankees. Yeah, and he tweets added, about Blake. Now we added Blake. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I have a three-track mind. That's it. Yes. All right. Okay. Hey, that, that fits to, in with need, a man's brain. Four boxes. and anyway. I need to interrupt the really show to say that I'm very excited about the birthday present that Blake will be getting when she turns one. I already know what it is. It's already locked and loaded. Got it. Haven't shipped the X is a little early, but three months from now, you guys remember this podcast and Blake's going to be excited. So that brings up a good point, Jacob. If our listeners want to send your daughter a present for her birthday, where can they mail that to? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll just put that out for everybody. Tell you what, DM me and I'll give it to you. How about that? All right, there you go. So, well, uh, thank you for sitting through yet another week of myself, Maggie, and Jacob talk about 
really non-Packers football related stuff. We, we make it work, you know. And again, I, I, I've been saying it for a couple weeks now. Please, like, if you guys have something that you want us to talk about, let us know. We are more than happy to to discuss it, um, especially during this kind of slower period of time. Uh, but, hey, some good news. I know I kind of, you know, made po- poked fun at it at the beginning, but it's good to see that, you know, now we, we have baseball scheduled to come back. We have the NBA scheduled to come back. Um, football is, as of right now, uh, you know, on schedule to do everything as normal. So some good news amidst everything that's going on. Uh, you listen to this podcast because you like sports and you like the Packers, and we are just one week closer to getting some of that some of that back. So um, real quickly, before we wrap up here, I always like to do this. Maggie, people want to follow your work, get in touch with you. How can they do that? You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. I write two articles a week for GSAT TV, and I also podcast with the wonderful – Perry Goldstein, the Mets fan, Perry Goldstein, and you can follow us on Pax What She Said Podcast. All right. And Jacob, people want to get in touch with you, follow your work. How do they do that? You can follow me at Jacob Westendorf, and I do enjoy Perry Goldstein, despite the fact that she's a fan (laughs) of the other New York team. So, uh, but yeah, in all seriousness, at Jacob Westendorf tweets about the Yankees, the Packers, and my very, very cute baby girl. And that's about it, like Nick pointed out earlier. So and you can find my work over at Packer Report 66 and a happy hour coming to a site near you. All right. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Like I said, if you have any topic ideas you'd like us to run through, let us know at Packaday Podcast on Twitter, which you can find, like I said, at Packaday Podcast. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. And as always, Go Pack Go!
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.